Welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. This is the podcast that gets people waffling about their mental health, coping mechanisms, life's minor inconveniences, and the music that soundtracks it all. So join me as I open up shop and have a waffle. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Oh, just hit the mic. <laughs> That's how we start, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this is weird. It is isn't weird. It? We're I'm back, baby. <laughs> in a studio together again. Oh, it's literally it's so mad. Like obviously I know we were chatting a little bit before obviously we got in here, but like from the initial conversation that must have been about what two two years ago, mm-hmm. maybe, to then to if for it taken a year to kind of develop and filtered mm-hmm. to then the live show to then a very successful season. And now we're having and a reunion. In a studio <laughs> in face real life. Like, I, I can touch you. <laughs> no, but it's so weird because we've only met twice in real life. Like this is the oh second God, time that yeah. we've actually like been in touching distance. It's magical. Do you know what, actually? That's really weird because I was talking to my therapist and I was saying nice. about like the live show and stuff. And they're like, how did you feel like when you were walking into that? And I was like... Well, I was expecting to be like really nervous mm. and I wasn't because when I first got to the venue of that live show, you were just getting out of the Uber and it was like oh, we were walking yeah. in together like into this live show and something that like obviously that like, we kind of created. Yeah, So that was so sweet. But no, I'm very glad to be back. Very happy that you invited me back on the <laughs> Waffle Shop. It's my favourite thing the last year being in... Um, 
Canada. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that. Oh, yeah, I remember. <laughs> we didn't actually from that. Canada. Um, <laughs> but whenever I speak about, like, podcasting stuff I've done, and people are like, oh, like, what? And I'll show them the waffle shop, and everyone's always, like, super impressed. And obviously, it's a great show. Stop. And Thank you. I just love being a part of it. So well, thanks, you're man. You're part of the furniture. Thanks. It wouldn't, it wouldn't have been this at today. It's very It's so yeah, it's very made.com nice, in here. Yeah. I'm like, mm. <laughs> Comfy. Yeah. I have to check our bags on the way out. I know. <laughs> thanks, content is queen for having us. <laughs> It wouldn't be the waffle shop if we didn't have a bit of a moan. Yes. Before. Yes. Obviously, well, before, actually, before we get on with the show, but obviously we've got a very special guest joining us in the studio. We do. We love a guest. They really bring the energy. Face to face. Who do we have today? We have Maiden Chelsea star, Mm -hmm. Mm singer-songwriter, Julius Cowdery. He's also the founder of Safe Space, which is a very good self-development and mental health platform. Love the show. Yeah. Big fan. So this is going to get... Please don't start flirting. Do you do? This is what you're. This is what you do. You did it last time when we had that other guy on the behavior. show. I would never do such a thing. Mm. Mm. Uh, anyway, okay. well, yeah, we start each one of the shows with something that's you know it's got on our nerves a little bit, mm-hmm. and it's a chance for us to get it off our chest, um, and hopefully that we feel better. Um, I had one planned, but it actually changed on my way here. So obviously we're in London. Mm. It took me an hour to get here on the train. And I personally think that bananas should not be eaten in public. <laughs> Is there a story behind that? Or you no. just you just oh no bananas in public? <laughs> because I feel like you whether you like it or not, you watch someone eat a banana to see how they <laughs> would eat a banana in public. Because I feel like it's quite an awkward thing to eat in public. Yeah. I'm a fair three chomp rule on a banana though, because I don't like when it gets so mushy in my mouth. Yeah. So actually, I think I'm a good public <laughs> banana eater. You know, I get it down quick. Yeah. Um, three bites and yeah, swallow. I just. <laughs> <laughs> Have everything you everything that I expected. I literally, as soon as I saw you in the distance, I was like, yes. And then there's like one of the first things you said to me, I was like, that's such an Emma thing to say. <laughs> I was like, yes, she's back. So that gets on your nerves. People eat bananas yeah, in public. It was just okay. a little bit much, I think. Okay. My uh, weekly waffle moan is I keep getting targeted ads on Instagram telling me to lose weight for summer. And I'm actually oh. just a bit over it now. It's yeah. August. Also, it isn't even summer. Let's no. be realistic. It's 19 degrees and cloudy right now. Exactly. And if, and if it were 30 degrees and sunny, why are you telling me that I need to get beach body ready? Yeah. In August. Fuck off. Or in general. Do you know, I? it's not the same thing, but it's kind of same. Do you ever get, like, random follows on Instagram by, like, fitness coaches? Mm-hmm. And they, like, they slide into the DMs. Yeah. You're like, hey, like, blah, blah, blah. I saw like, you like my reel. Yeah. Like, oh, like if you're looking. So it's like, you've basically slid into my DM saying, like, you look fat. <laughs> <laughs> you need to lose weight. I can, I'm here to help you. And I'm like, you've probably done that to make you know probably make me feel better but actually you make me feel like shit mm-hmm. i know and i get that they're like trying to make a living or whatever but i find the targeted ads really annoying because it's clearly just like some computer generated thing mm. and like every time i go on instagram now i'm seeing it and i had this conversation on a podcast the other day where i was like i will be on the high like prime of life like right now i feel great i feel like everything's just like clicking yeah and then I'll look at something and it'll make me feel shit. And I'm like, oh, well, my arms are fat. So now my life's ruined. You no. Know? You know? No. Yeah, but it does. I know, yeah, but it's like it's like so ingrained in us to like want that. And I just feel like those ads um, really get on my nerves. Stop it. Yes. Stop it. Yes. 
And another segment that we used to do, now it's all coming back to me, is is it sad or is it music sweet? Pen. But we're not yeah. doing that because you said you have a new little segment that you want to do. Yeah, because I feel like what I learned from doing Unfiltered a year ago was quite a lot of the stories that we were telling um, just made us look like real bad sad sex. <laughs> and I feel like we've evolved over this past year. <laughs> Um, we're better humans. We're better humans now. Yeah, we're onto better things. Mm. Um, speak yourself, but yeah. Uh, yes, you are. <laughs> yes, you are. Bin juice out soon. Um, but basically, I thought, you know what? Why not? You know, we love a confession. We love like having mm. like a bit of a laugh and stuff like that. So came up with a new concept, a new little segment called the Whispering Waffle. Whispering Waffle. Whispering Waffle. Oh. Do you know what? We need another jingle. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you, can, you can make that one up. <laughs> um, so yeah, and to be fair, one of them, I mean, shout out to on Twitter for Fesshole for this, but this is this not mine at all. But when you said about targeted ads, mm. some woman had said like anonymously that she prefers to watch women porn. Mm-hmm. So she's not gay, she's happily married, um, but when she has some alone time, that's what she leans towards. Mm. Um, and targeting ads now um, recognise her as a lesbian. So she is now getting targeted at, <laughs> like, local women in your area and, like, <laughs> adverts for, like, pride and stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, those targeted so ads. That's fair. This is one of my favourite ones. And this just kind of shows, like, levels of pettiness, which I'm here for. Mm. Like, I feel like a certain level of petty is quite comical. And I think it's quite funny. Mm-hmm. So this one, <laughs> she wrote about her stepchildren. And it goes, my step... <laughs> I'm the worst person to do this. My stepchildren are disgusting. <laughs> Can I eat with their mouths closed? Finger licking, lip smacking, tongues. Like inch thick slices of gammon. <laughs> Sink to death. Of- <laughs> what is- Can I read this? Why can't you read it? Okay, right. Take two. <laughs> it's very warm in here. My stepchildren are disgusting. Cannot eat with their mouths closed. Finger licking, lip smacking, tongues like inch thick. Oh my gosh, that's a tongue twister. Tongues like inch thick slices of gammon. Sick to death of asking them to eat like humans. Have written them out of my will. <laughs> yeah, fair. <laughs> it wasn't even that funny now. <laughs> You're such an easy laugh. I, I love it. Oh, this is one. I feel like you would enjoy this one. I had a drunken Tinder swipe session a few weeks ago. The next day, I matched with my sister. We have avoided each other ever since and still haven't spoken a word. You can't match with your sister. You would have have seen the photo. He was probably in some of the photos. But no, but to have a a match, you both have to have done it. Uh. There's some form of incest going on there, guys. I'm not going to lie. That's very difficult to... Match with your sibling yeah. on the day, yeah. Oh, I hadn't thought of that. Hinge, maybe, because then you go on the. Can, can, can you tell I online date? Oh, oh, oh. Um, because on Hinge, <laughs> you can see. You can, some things will never change. Um, you can see who's liked you on Hinge. Yeah. So I can see that being like an accident. Because then, then your sister would see mm. your brother, and then that's fucking weird. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that one. To be fair. Do you know, I once worked with someone who. Um, was engaged to her stepbrother. And she was like totally like like normal, we were good friends, and then she was like, oh, when people find this out about me, they think it's weird, but like I started dating this guy and my mum started dating his dad, and then we all just like... Dated. Just, yeah, just stayed together. No. 
that's like Netflix. <laughs> I know. Shit. I was like, there's a there's a sitcom out there waiting to be written about yeah. that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, one more, and then we need to have a little bit of a okay waffle about that. Um, so years ago, my friend was a contestant on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. I was his phone a friend for the sixteen thousand pound question. The week before, he had shouted at my dog for little to no reason. I deliberately gave him the wrong answer. Oh, I think that's valid. Ooh. I think I'll be no, doing the same. No, shouting at your dog, get yeah, grow up. And to be fair, I shout at dogs all the time. I don't, so I don't even have a dog. <laughs> Just shout at random dogs. dogs. <laughs> <laughs> How do you like it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, wait. So they just shouted it around. So they were friends. And they then, were friends. And then he, and then they shouted at the dog, and mm. then she was like, "I'm not having that." So then when they phoned a friend, she gave deliberately the wrong answer. Yeah. You're just shooting yourself in the foot there, though, because if you are friends, then that guy who's winning that money is probably going to give, give you a little you a bit. Give you a little bit of some. Mm. Rookie error. To be fair, though, that sounds like a bit of a mistake, which mm. is. A mm. bit of a theme on today's kind of episode. Segway. Not because this is a massive mistake. <laughs> it's because, like, there's a lot of our journeys over the past kind of couple of years that, you know, there's been times when we've lost things or, mm. like, you know, we're like, oh, my God, okay, well, this is kind of time to throw in the towel. I'm not quite doing it. Mm. And then we're now both in a position where actually those things that we thought that we was lost or, like, that we thought that we wanted turned out to be the things that were actually redirecting us to where we're it's supposed to be. To yeah. So I'm really interested, to be fair, because obviously when we last caught up, you know, obviously you were in Canada, things were obviously picking up. You're back in the UK. Mm-hmm. Is there a reason why you're back in the UK? Mm-hmm. Anything that you can tell us about? Um, I have been developing a new podcast, which is um, currently, well, the, earlier this week, we just did the pilot for it. Um, so it's with Content is Queen and Audible part of their micro grant scheme and um yeah it's very it's very very exciting and it's essentially a, a new podcast which is an audio sitcom slash podcast so it, it's kind of a genre in itself which is why i'm so excited about it because it doesn't really exist yet i think um fleabag meets the archers with a little bit of fresh meat thrown in and that's that's sort of the podcast so yeah we uh recorded the pilot over the last two days actors were incredible like everything just it was just an incredible experience and really nice to do something a little bit different like i love these sort of interview style mm-hmm. podcasts i find them really fun but um kind of sitting in the director's seat and and producing something that like I'd written and like seeing it come to life in front of me I was like wow this is like giving me new kind of buzz yeah. so yeah it's been very it's exciting times. thank you yeah I mean I'm very grateful that it's happening because obviously I got to see your beautiful face no. in the flesh <laughs> um yeah it's really like incredible to hear thank you like you should be incredibly proud of yourself no I'm buzzing and I think also like it's just nice to it's hard to talk about because there's a very high chance that it may never see the light of day. Like it's a pilot at the end of the day, how many pilots get made? Hi. Oh yeah, come in. The guest has arrived. Here we go. This is very exciting. You're gonna do that really awkward intro now where they're sat right next to you. I know, I still get, I'm not used to doing these kind of like face to face. Go on, big me up, big me up in the intro. Well today, apart from my glamorous Beautiful assistant, Emma. We are joined by singer-songwriter, reality TV star and founder of Safe Space, the incredible self-development and mental health platform, 
Julius Caldry. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. I, I love it. You, I, I just sound like a juggler, don't I? Just juggler. I mean, uh, but I appreciate you um, you mentioning the past uh, careers that I've had. I feel like <laughs> I feel like it was the LinkedIn part kind of creeps in. LinkedIn, like, yeah, of course. Pa- he had a paper round at fourteen. We'd yeah, but go. we all have a story where how we got to where we are right now, and it's so. part of the journey. And to be fair, this is kind of that actually really nicely segues into like today's kind of topic is because I think all of us at this point kind of like whether it's in our careers or something that we've kind of had to overcome something to get to this point Mm. so whether it is like career whether it's a relationship whether it's like our mental health or whatever it might be we're now in a position where actually do you know what I appreciate the past. Mm. I pre- well, I'm saying that. I'm doing it for all of us here. <laughs> <laughs> you might both be sitting there like, I absolutely hate this. Mm. Um, no, I like it. No, I, I appreciate the, the past. Sorry to, to mm. caveat that. It's a, I, I, we, we are here for, for, we're here because of what we've been through. And, all, and, I, and actually, I think it's important to talk about those things because mm-hmm. I think pe- most, more people will relate with your story. Mm-hmm. Now, you, we all have a story that got us here to this moment. We all had to go through so many different hurdles or jumps and things. Like I, was a, I was a party boy who was on reality TV and was, was completely different to the person I am today, but I had to understand that to create a real change to get to who I am now. So, mm-hmm. so it's like important to talk about those things because people go, oh, I get you now. I get why you're here. Mm-hmm. Rather than going, this is what I am. I don't want to talk my past. My past <laughs> is yeah. not me. <laughs> Do you regret anything from your past? Because I always think that that's such an interesting question when people are like, you know, all the lessons that you learn or whatever. Is there anything that you wish that you hadn't done? I have another question before I answer that. Okay, go on. <laughs> is, do you think when people say, I don't regret anything, I have no regrets, do you think they're telling the truth? No. 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 Because I think it's, we don't, we don't, we shouldn't have regrets, right? Because mm. we've done it, we can't change it. Yeah. But would I, there, there, would I look? Could I've changed something, a few things? Would I've got out of a relationship sooner? Mm. Would, would I've told that person to piss off <laughs> when I was too much of a people pleaser? I should have just told him to, you know, do. Yeah. I, don't, I, I don't know. Those are little things, but like, um, the big defining moments. I don't think we ever look back and go, oh, I wish I changed that because no. I think they create such change in our lives. So like, for me, like doing the show or or. or having a career in music those things defined me mm-hmm. and I'll look back and go wow I learned so much from them I think I told you this last time there's an amazing mo- uh, podcast with Mo, mo Gaudat yes. mm-hmm. and and he, there was this study that was done and I think it was with over a thousand people and they were asked the question would you get rid if so if you could get rid of your biggest trauma your toughest moment in your life but you wouldn't have gained all the things that you learned from it would you get rid um, of that trauma. What did he say? Because his trauma is massive. Did he mm. answer that question? I'm intrigued now. Yeah. What did he say? Well, before we go there, you don't have to mention what they are. Uh, well, to be fair, from personal experience, if as much as obviously the waffle shop was born from a situation where I nearly lost my mom, which she's now in a neurological care home, you know, we're, we're still kind of the situation that kind of created the waffle shop is still ongoing for me. Mm. So there is an element of, especially like days like today, when I'm sat here with like two people that, if that hadn't have happened to my mom, not a chance in hell would our paths would have crossed. Mm. So there is an element of like, I don't think I would change a thing. And it's, I kind of feel guilty for saying that because it has come at quite a cost. But at the same time, like, that was quite clearly destined to happen. Like that was completely out of my mm. control. So I can't really feel guilty from something that I didn't quite. Well, you'll you'll feel less guilty when you find out that ninety five percent, over ninety five percent of people said I wouldn't change my trauma. And these are these are we're talking big trauma, yeah. mm-hmm. loss, uh, 
sexual trauma, mm-hmm. things like that, they were awful. Because he, he mentioned that, he said, oh, these are, and, and people wouldn't have changed. And he said, I wouldn't have changed a thing with, with losing his son. Yeah. Oh, and you're like, wow. And then I look back at all the things that I've been through that I would count as trauma and, mm-hmm. or, or things that have, I've real dent, really dented my, my emotional state of being, mm-hmm. I wouldn't change them. Mm-hmm. All the losses, I wouldn't change them. Yeah. And it's interesting, I think, as well, because sometimes, like what you were saying about, oh, I could have, you know, got out of that relationship quicker, or I could have done this, or I should have done this. And I think whenever the only things that I actually tend to regret are the things that have really impacted another human being, like in, in terms of what I've done. So like, I will only regret something if I'm like that hurt that person, and I could have handled that better. Because that's what annoys me when people say, I don't regret anything because I wouldn't be who I am if it wasn't. And mm. I'm like, I get it, but also have a little bit of compassion and awareness yeah. because like, I'm guarantee you some of the stuff you've done probably you could have handled do you think with those kind of things though it comes with a level of like emotional intelligence yeah because like at that point like you'd be like you reacted or acted in a way that at that time you only really knew how to Mm. so when you kind of go through that whether like the trauma happens or the relationship ends or like you leave a job or whatever it might be you almost you you do learn from it Mm. and it's kind of like okay well looking back i probably could have handled things better but at that time, and I think to be fair, I think that's a lot of when like anxiety plays into part of it because like, you constantly then overthink like past situations and stuff like that. Um, but so it's all a journey. Yeah, you didn't okay. have the you didn't have the tools before mm. to be able to to know. To yeah. know, it's like why did I why did I um. I mean, I've, I've, relationships is an easy one to talk about. It's like, why did I spend time with that person for so long? Why did I allow myself to be treated like that? Or, or why did, but using that, for example, is like, well, you didn't have the emotional intelligence that you have now. Yeah. Or you haven't had the learnings mm-hmm. to be able to go, that's not good enough for me. Mm-hmm. But then when you, when you realize it and you, your eyes are open and the, the layer, you know, the curtains are open up and you're like, oh my God, I'm, I've been in that. You go, wow, I've learned now where to place my respect. I've learned now how, where to place my boundaries. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. I have quite a few friends in their like early 30s and I talk about dating quite a lot on podcasts in general just because I think it's a hilarious topic <laughs> and like everyone has a story. But like they were saying how dating in your early 20s compared to your early 30s is so different because you're dating people who are so much more self-aware. They know what they want. They know where they fucked up. They know mm-hmm. how they need to do better. And like, I'm just waiting for that now. I'm like late 20s. So I'm like, right, I'm just going to tap out for like another four years. <laughs> and wait until I can actually go back in and like make oh, it room for a shock when yeah. you turn okay well so it gets so it goes harder yeah I mean I'm 30 right um so wait so it just gets harder so it gets harder to find someone because people's mm. uh you don't have like a list of things that need to be ticked off because in my head now I've got um I, I'm rec- recently single so like now I'm, I've got this like tick what this person based on my last relationship and the one and the one before I'm like oh wow you know, they have to be like this mm-hmm. or they have to have this value. That's really important. Or, yeah, they definitely got to be like emotionally in touch with themselves. Because whatever. So if you got cheated on before, right, you probably go, well, loyalty is mm-hmm. my number one value. If you didn't, you might not go. You'll you assume people are loyal because my last relationship's loyal. So like mm. you go with this like list now, which is which makes relationships harder because you you kind of naturally, I think, when you go into dating later on, you kind of think... You're kind of waiting for them to show you the version of the, the person that you're scared of being with. Yeah. So, oh no, they might be a bit narcissistic. Did they do that? Or oh, they, are they a bit? They're they a bit self-obsessed. They've said this, or they're talking about themselves a lot. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. And then you start going, oh no. So I think it can put a barrier up. It can make you a bit more cautious, which yeah, actually, can, in turn, you can't give people the benefit of the doubt mm. like you did before. Mm. But then, does an, an element of like comfort? 
comes with that then because you kind of especially like in relationships or of any aspect you kind of when someone does behave like that you're like oh okay I feel comfortable now because I'm used to that so then when someone does mm. show you these kind of qualities that you're looking for you're like you don't really know how to handle it because you're like oh well you then you kind of like look for the things mm, the, co- the comfort in the yeah. in, in the stuff that is yeah. un- that toxic mm-hmm. that's trauma bonding mm-hmm. that's when you get because you're that's Oh, that's, that goes back to like general human psyche, doesn't it? You're comfortable with whatever you're used to. Mm-hmm. So like it's, it's when the abuser becomes the abuser. Yeah. So abused becomes the abuser or the person who's bullied becomes the bully. Mm-hmm. So like if you're used to someone being hot and cold with you and then suddenly someone's really nice and consistent. Yeah. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This is a bit. This is a bit too secure. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> weirdly, like I think we'd all agree, a part of that toxic thing is actually quite exciting. Oh god, yeah. yeah. But you the don't bad, want to be in it long yeah. term. No, 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 no. But it is exciting. It gets your heart racing. <laughs> what do you think is the biggest? Like thinking about like life lessons and mistakes and stuff. What do you think is the biggest mistake that you've ever made, both of you, like in a relationship? Um, for me personally, I think the biggest mistake I ever made was waiting. Mm. to like because I always kind of like held back and I think a lot of this I mean a lot of my life skills now came from a bloody waffle like, <laughs> which we're which, still waiting on by the way I'm yeah. still like don't because last time you were on you gave me such like a Stick. hard time because you didn't get a waffle and now I'm saying I'm like we should. I probably should maybe we'll go for waffles waffle. after we'll go for waffles after yeah. promise um, yeah. <laughs> but so it's kind of like I think I regret or kind of not kind of pushing myself further mm. because there was, I think, a lot of myself that I was really insecure about and a lot of kind of, kind of like traits and kind of like, I think, I guess just, I just wasn't happy in mm. myself. So I avoided relationships or it was only ever like, you know, two months or three months or like one night things. And it's just like, it never kind of went any further mm. until I started to kind of, I guess, break down the wall that I was kind of, um, that I'd built for myself. So I think that's what I regret. Mm. Or that's mm. the mistake that I made is mm. not kind of just getting out there mm. <laughs> as much as I could have. Interesting. But it's, it's one of those things that's it's so much easier said than done. So you'll have friends really? going, put yourself out there, Taylor. Like, go on, like, just... And, and in your head, you're like, well, that you don't understand the crux of why I'm not doing it in the mm-hmm. first place. Is it, There's always the, that underlying... Uh, context behind why we don't put ourselves out there or why we're limiting ourselves and that's why I always I, I, I often think some people who aren't asking advice of friends is actually quite dangerous I think sometimes because a lot of people that they will base their opinion on their own experience so yeah. true. 
And so what I've learned through coaching is being able to be objective and ask great questions to allow someone else to get there. So if you came to me going, I don't know how to put myself out there, I'd say, why do you think you've got to that place? What's stopping you from doing that? Because I'd want to know. And I'd say that as a friend or a coach, yeah. because it gets you gets you going, oh, that's interesting. Maybe maybe it's this. And then you can understand the core and then you can go like, oh, yeah. Instead of me going, mate, just put yourself out yeah. there. Just yeah. go out. Like, yeah. it's easy. But it's easy mm -hmm. for maybe for me, but because you've yeah. been limited and... So due to self-esteem stuff, then you're like, oh, I get it. Okay. So how do you build your self-esteem? And that's the core. Because mm. yeah. once you build your self-esteem, what's the byproduct of that? Putting yourself out there. I think so it's, 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 again, it comes down to like the education thing, isn't it? Because it's like until I was having these kind of conversations, I didn't know things like coaches exist. I didn't know like what self-esteem meant. I didn't know mm. what like limiting beliefs were. Um, throwing it back to you, like if there's anything like that you wish you kind of did. Just, you know we'll go back to you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm <laughs> missing something. We know each other quite well. Uh, yeah, it's a nightmare. <laughs> She's not really. She's not really. I can answer that question. Yeah, do you, let's throw it, throw it back. Genius, go. What you, what's your okay. biggest lesson? I know the question not to ask. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, my biggest mistake um, is putting someone else's needs above mine. Interesting. Um, and I think that's a, that. that is something that I think a lot of people listening to this will be able to relate with. Because if you're naturally an empath, and you're someone who's in touch with your emotions and you're, you're more of a giver mm -hmm. and you want someone to feel great and you want to look after someone. That's a lovely quality. And you could say it's people pleasing. It's like more extreme. Then you put you end up putting if if they're if you're with someone who's a taker, which is quite usually not quite normal. The, the if you if you know about attachment styles, because I, I dived into this uh, massively. Um, the avoidant is usually with the anxious. The person who's like, oh, please, no, no, I want you to let me know it's all OK. Is usually with the hey, you're being too much. Mm -hmm. That's the extremes. But I bet went a bit anxious in one of my relationships. And then as a result, I was with an avoidant who, who ran and it made me go, well, no, sh she's running. I'm wanting more from this. It's all subconscious. And, I'm not, and, and when I became conscious to it, I was like, oh my God, I'm actually putting myself second. I'm viewing her like she's more important to mm -hmm. me. And as a result, my self-esteem is being knocked because I'm not even giving myself the love. And it's amazing being someone who's, I'm very in touch with my emotions. I'm working with people all the time with theirs. Um, and I've studied this and I work on myself a lot. And still, even then, I was terrible for myself. Mm. And it's and I, it shocked me really, because I'm just like, well, I thought I was good. I thought my self-esteem was good. Yeah. But you can be knocked by situations and by people. And, and, when, and I think maybe I would have stayed stronger with but going, you know, my, my needs need to be up there. Yeah. What's important to me, even though she's not meeting my needs, even though she's not proving that I'm good enough for her, which is what happened, is how it happened. Right? I started going, well, maybe she's right. Mm. I should have stayed really strong with my mm. needs and then probably would have realized sooner that, well, she's not meeting them, then see you later. Yeah. Because I don't think we do that enough. Mm. Then we kind of put people on pedestals. It's so true. And isn't it interesting how every single one of our things that we regret about relationships or mistakes or lessons mm. is to do with self-esteem because mm. mine's exactly the same like well when I first I was in a really long relationship and then discovered dating apps and my self-esteem shot through the roof I was like I've never felt so wanted like <laughs> likes and like people telling me that I'm pretty I was like oh my god <laughs> and then you get to the point where you're like oh every single ounce of self-respect I have is coming from somebody else mm. and coming from validation elsewhere wow. and it actually became like a really toxic dangerous circle where I was just seeking like guys telling me that I was worthy of something and not actually believing it myself so I feel like it's so interesting that every single one of us feels the same way but in like a completely yeah. different story it is weird because when like even to fair what you've just said and what, what, what you've said Julius it's about 
I've recently, to be fair, I'm saying it recently because it was like Wednesday, like in a therapy session, like a lot of my validation came from what I thought my version of love was. So I was doing constantly like giving so much of myself away to like my family that when it came to like the moments and like my needs, there was nothing left to give me what I needed. Mm. Um, so it's I'm in this process now, like I really kind of like working through like what what is love to me? Because, you know, I've, I've been in relationships and stuff like that. I don't know whether that's been something that because that idea of love that I have wasn't quite what that person's version of love was. So I was never actually going to get what I want or find my needs yeah. because... Can I tell you something really quite controversial straight? And I've never heard anyone say this because I just thought this in the moment. I kind of wish there wasn't such a thing as the word love. Yeah. Because you're basing it on what, A, movies, stories, t- TV shows, books, and all those around you are telling them about, oh, I love him. Oh, my God, I love her. Like, she's a maid, whatever, whatever it is. And, like, what does love feel? Love is different for every single person. And also, love can come in. You can feel like you're in love and you're not. Mm-hmm. It can feel like lust. You can be in an unhealthy attachment, which I've learned a lot about, which can feel really, like, like loving and, like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, I love this person. And so if it wasn't, like, oh, do you love him yet? Or do you love her yet? Like, are you in love? Are you in love? Mm. Like, what's next? It's almost like relationship. Love. Are you loved? Why aren't you in love? Why haven't you said I love yeah. you yet? It's very, mm. it becomes this whole entire dialogue and like, oh God, I almost wish it wasn't a thing. It's mm. just a feeling. And it's my own personal feeling that I don't need to talk to you about. Because whatever you feel, I'll feel differently. Yeah. And whatever you feel, I mean, we'll all feel differently. That is such an interesting <laughs> statement and I agree with you to an extent though but I dated a guy once who was like never been in love don't believe in it and I was immediately like well I'm oh, sorry he said he said he said to me he was like I don't think I've ever been in love and I don't really believe I don't really believe it's a thing I don't I, I think it's bullshit and I was like respectfully uh, like listening I was like I want to hear you out like this is really interesting um but obviously in me, I'm like, red flag, red flag, red flag, red flag. <laughs> because it's like, I don't, like, also there, there seemed an almost kind of unwillingness to open up to the idea of it. It was more just like, no, nah, I just don't, I just don't want it or like, or don't know what it is or don't know how to feel it. Mm. And I'm, and I think I like empathize with that for a lot of people because you said it's really fucking confusing Mm. like you actually don't know what you're feeling half the time and when the additional pressure of people saying like oh but do you do you love him and my other pet peeve is when people stay in a relationship because they say oh but i love them and you're like but that's a choice that you're making you're actively choosing to love that person i i think i don't think love is i think love begins as a feeling and then it continues as a choice it's really interesting how we kind of, when we're talking about like loss and stuff, that that the immediate kind of seems to go to like the relationship, like those kind of like mm. lost kind of relationships that we thought we were going to be in. Kind of like a question to both of you now, like obviously we talk about like loss and like grief, all these kind of words that kind of get attached to it. Um, from a personal um, opinion, good in goodbye is is quite powerful and I think Mm. people kind of honestly look at the word goodbye as if it's a negative so whether it's a relationship whether it's a job whether it's all these like that good before that bye is sometimes quite a powerful thing saying goodbyes it can be the most powerful and positive thing you do with your life Mm. I actually think um another controversial statement is is and not actually not controversial when you say when you Fuck love if that if you're with someone who's who's not treating you with enough respect. Mm. Fuck love if you're with someone who makes you feel unworthy. Like for mm. like like 
this whole thing, I love this person, and it makes you feel this sentimental thing, is like, bye, goodbye is a better statement for mm. you, if it means you're choosing yourself. And I don't mean selfishly, or, you know, I don't mean at all, I mean, choose yourself where you, where because we're talking about esteem, right? And, and someone can knock your esteem so much. And being in love can hold you in places where uh, you are not good enough. So if you feel like you're not enough, then love is not enough. Mm -hmm. So that good is strong with good and goodbye. Mm. You know, I kind of want to clap. <laughs> <laughs> Has there been a moment? Yeah, I realise I've said said that statement and didn't actually ask the question. <laughs> but I love that. I've never heard that before. Good, yeah, the good, good, the good yeah. goodbye. Yeah, it's only only not bad by Bye bye. Bye bye. Sass on you. That's how we're signing off the episode. Um, <laughs> but has there been a moment where, like, at that time when you were in it and you had to kind of say goodbye? or kind of, you know, what you thought was going to be a really bad decision actually turned out to be the best thing for you? I Okay, so the, I've said I had to say goodbye to someone and it was, it, it, I'm really bad at saying goodbye. I actually think we, we all are quite bad because we're sentimental and we hold on to things and the way that person was or, but you get to a point when the road comes to an end and you need to make the right decision for yourself. And that's the one, that's what we're talking about. Now, I got to a point where I wanted to say goodbye to someone. And bye is bye. I'm not holding on. And I'm not, you know, you know, just let's see each other next week. But it's a bye. Like, it's, yeah. it's, it's goodbye because I'm, I, this isn't working. Right? And that can work. That can happen in friendships. That can actually happen with family members as well. You know, I've, 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 had, I've had clients I've worked with who I've had to say, you know, say goodbye to their, their parents because they're not treating them with enough respect. And that's, that's a real, that's a different kind of another ball game. But back to even a relationship style, saying goodbye is a really hard thing to do because you're saying goodbye to all the good things. But actually... And and when I was when I was when I ended this thing that I was going through this relationship that I was going through and I said goodbye, it actually the sudden fl positive flooding of relief mm -hmm. in the moment when I'm sitting next to her, and this feeling of like I've got this, I feel more free. I feel like I've got this space in my life now that I can choose me again. Um, because so so yeah did i feel like i was it's so scary but often our fears are are far you know we 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 spoke about mm -hmm. fears last time um we place these like irrational don't we as humans these things that aren't likely to ever happen i love i love the acronym fear is false evidence appearing real have you heard that before yes <laughs> and we're placing this thing <laughs> oh, is it really yeah and it's like we're like i'm so scared that all these things that happen how likely have your fears ever come true <laughs> Yeah, very rarely. I had this with when we did the live show. So the first one we did, like, it sold out. It was like, oh, it's, this is mad. Like, this is a thing. And then it came to do the second one. And I was like, I can't do this. No one's going to do this. And it was like, so I used to think that I really struggled with, like, imposter syndrome. Like, oh, I don't know how I've got here. Whereas now I combat that fear. And I kind of, like, look at it dead in the eyes and be like, well, actually... Look at the facts. Look at the evidence. Mm. Yeah, this is the evidence in front of me. Like, people would not be doing this if you weren't supposed to. And it's like recently with, like, the reason you're back in London. Mm. It's like these things would not be happening if, one, if you weren't capable of doing them. And two, like, if you didn't look at, like, that kind of element and fear and were like, well, bring it on. Mm. Bring it on. Bring it on. <laughs> that, is, that is, that's a coaching technique that, that, that I, I learned from my coach when mm. I trained was... um. 
the evidence question mm-hmm. because I, I would I would start working with a client who's got very low self esteem and says I don't like this about me I hate this about me I hate this about me. I don't like that they think this and I and I would, okay let's just debunk those let's just go through them for a sec you say that you don't think you're good enough for your job mm-hmm. say that's one of them give me evidence now actually so much so imagine I'm the jury and you need to prove to me why you are not good enough right and then we'd come to realize that she, it was just a terrible lie she was telling herself and actually she's been there for three years she got a raise last week and whatever you know and then and then you come to the truth about oh my my, my family don't love me I said and and then we go through those that, that story and then we and, and then it's amazing when a client especially mm-hmm. goes Oh my god! I've been telling myself these things, and you can you could really yeah. get really emotional reactions. But that's such a good question to ask yourself mm. when you start when when you have that little voice on your shoulder that isn't nice to you. Mm. We all have that voice on our shoulder that it that says horrible things, mean things, like and we, and they're daily, right? Mm. And we all do. And everyone thinks they're on their own in that. No, no, we all have that devil, that bully on our shoulder that goes, "You're not good enough. You 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 should be doing this. You're not." When it starts, you know waking up and wants to wants to have a conversation with you wants to tell you to do tell you what to prove it yeah is there anything that you do to navigate that i so i got into journaling uh but i i don't journal consistently every day i journal in the moment so i and i I, this is the way i do it i so say god i've been i've been going through a lot of irrational things recently and and i just launched safe space which has been which has been a lot and it's just uh again the imposter stuff uh imposter syndrome is an interesting thing and um, but let's even going through some like negative thought processes come in, they come in and I, I, I always think, how can I get off the train early enough? That's why I work again with clients. It's like, if, if, if the thought comes in and it's like a train, if I stay with that thought too long, it'll manifest and then I'll really be taken for a ride and the doors are locked, <laughs> but I have a few opportunities to get off. Mm. Okay. So what can I do? What are the tools I can do? And we're all different, right? So what 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 do I do? Okay, well, uh, in the moment, I'll I've I've got someone. I, my brother's amazing. I have a twin brother, so he's just brilliant. He's also a coach, so I can I can I can navigate some thought processes with him. So he would be one of my openings in my in the door on the train. And if I don't have him, then I'll have um, my notes on my phone. And this is what I do is I'll write the thought out. And it's very easy to say, well, I can't be asked to do that. But actually, it's get off the train. Just, mm. just get off the train. And it comes in, and if you really listen to it too long, it'll, it's going to hurt you. So I, I write out the the, uh, the saying, so I, uh, this is happening and I'm making me feel like this and I feel unworthy or blah, blah, blah. And then I'll look at it, and then I'll speak to myself in first person like my best friend. Mm. So what would my best friend say to that? Now I'm looking at it, I'm actually, I'm acting as my best friend for the word, that, that line that I'm telling myself. So I go, Julius, <laughs> what about all these things that prove that you are good enough? What, you need to look after yourself right now. You need to be calm. Like, like give yourself a hug and realize it's all okay. Mm-hmm. And so I'm looking at it like it's my friend. So that's what I do on my phone. It's called, I, I, I named my notes thinking. And, they, and I put the date and I write it down. It's, you know, it might be a few days when I haven't, but when I really need myself, I use my best friend instead of that bully on the shoulder, yeah. right? Um, so there's a couple of tools. I mean, I get out and, and get off my phone. I think the phone is a terrible thing when you're not feeling great. I think it can create more comparison. It can make you over th- overthink and overwhelm you and stress mm-hmm. you. So I try to go for a walk. Mm. Um, but ag- again, P- what is that? It's connection. Connection to yourself, connection with outdoors. Mm. I think they're the only real things is connection that yeah. can actually help you get out of a, a funk or a state. Um, it's, it's all we all crave though, yeah. I think, isn't it? Connection. How, how do you navigate the whole kind of... <laughs> uh... <laughs> 
I don't. I've missed you so much. <laughs> okay, no, but that's interesting. I've, so, got, I've got better. I've got better. I used to bury it, denial, mm. uh, just think, oh, it'll get better, like whatever, just ride the wave. Que- question. Yeah. Okay, so you used to do that. Mm. Do you find yourself, and this is like a question for all, because I've, um, I've found my... No one's perfect at this. And I'm not, by the way, speaking to everyone like I'm brilliant at uh, getting off the train because I, there are days when I just sit on it and I'm like, ah, oh, because I think no one's perfect. No one's this. Tony Robbins will have you having bad days. Let's yes. be, like, yeah, I just, yeah, yeah. just want to like everyone to notice that, that we all get shit days and we all get bad thoughts and we all are very mean to ourselves. But like, what could you do? What are the tools? And that's a great question to ask yourself. If you listen to this is what, what are the things that make me feel good? Mm. Um, do you feel like when you are in a bad place or that something comes in or you're not feeling very good and it's just one of those days, mm. right? Do you feel like you turn to things that make you feel good that in the short term? Mm. Do you do you go yeah. to... Yeah, chocolate and friends, sit on the sofa and just like sit in it a little bit. But like using like little things that I know that are going to make me feel better. And sometimes also they just think like, I'm having a bad day, it's fine. Tomorrow, I'll just wake up and go again. Like, I used to get really down in my head about it and be like, why can't I feel like 100% all the time? Why am I not being, oh, yeah. you know? And like, I had like a really high moment in my like podcasting career in 2021. And since then, haven't really until literally this week when I had another high. And I was like, been waiting for that high for ages. And I think all of my lows come as a result of not having felt the highest of the highs in such a long time. Because you, when you relate to something that you've experienced, every like nothing else really comes close but then I just I don't think I really have a coping mechanism for that I just have the belief that well if it happened then it will surely happen again at some point which is a powerful place to be to be fair in having that belief Mm. because I think you can experience the high then go to the low Mm. and you can stay in the low like I feel like if you were constantly in like consistency at that high you would over time start to feel the same way that you did when you were in the low exactly you'd be be exhausted Yeah, yeah burnout but I yeah but then how do you because I think that that is like a good metaphor for actually just life because they're high highs and lows highs and lows mm. and those, life's those, a roller coaster, baby <laughs> uh, it's, uh, baby um, just but gotta then, ride it but, but then how do you um, what, what would be your way of uh, not waiting for the highs and not be mm. so like because if you're if you're waiting for the highs the whole time then it sounds like your moment isn't enjoyable because you're like yeah. oh it's not and then you're waiting for a tick of validation and a tap on the back from something yes which I do wait a lot for why do you why do you think you do uh pressure that I put on myself probably just like need feeling like I need to be doing something or need feeling that I need to be somewhere um but I've definitely become more comfortable in just like living like every day, not putting too much pressure on myself because I I, I remember the pain and the agony that it felt of being just like feeling so shit all the time. And I was Mm. like, actually, this is exhausting. Like I may as well just park it and maybe i mean this is probably terrible advice to anyone listening like don't park it you have to you should probably seek help and go through it but for me i don't know like having it in a little box knowing it's there and just like carrying on interesting okay but then also if you are this is what is really interesting is if if you are waiting for the highs and like oh not you know if you're in that state where you're frustrated Mm. that you're not getting enough from it and whatever enough is that's only because you place an expectation on this feeling and that's not going to bring you real joy right it's just like it's like that relationship with that you're probably likely that's prop that high is likely to come later date yes because imagine if you're just like i trust that everything's going to be great 
I trust it's all going to be good. And I'm, by the way, again, I'm not saying that I'm great at this <laughs> always, but like that, just yeah. to try and work around navigating how that could be a better experience for you and all of us in life. Yeah. So I actually trust that it's going to be okay. I'm just going to enjoy the moment. If it comes, it comes. And if the lows are there, well, that's part of life. And, then, and that feels like a real relaxed place mm. where actually if the highs come they'll probably come quicker because you're like, you're in this process of yeah. it. All. I don't know. I feel... That that it reminds me of something that I actually implement now, which is Dolly Alderton said something on podcast and she was like, Dolly Parton. Um, Dolly Alderton. <laughs> <laughs> Dolly Parton. Uh, Dolly. Yeah, Dolly. <laughs> Do you know, I, it's quite funny. I was in a, a, a spin class the other day and that, that song came on as like a remix and I was like, how many times does she sing? Jolene. Jolene. By the way, I wish I knew. Should I search it out right now? Yeah. <laughs> um, Let's all um, sing it. We can count. Yeah. You know, that was like, as, as, that could be like that um, could be the out. <laughs> whoever get whoever gets it from the podcast can get a free space yeah. space membership. How's that? That sounds good. Oh, okay. <laughs> but Dolly Alderson said um, that eighty percent of her, eighty percent of like the good shit she thinks is like in her head or something. It was like eighty percent of my life I live through my head, through my own imagination, mm. and I think I do that too. Because sometimes I I had a bit of coaching as well, and my coach said to me. Um, just imagine a life where like you're just having the best time and like everything's great and what does that look like and I'm just in there and I'm chilling like sometimes I'll go to bed and I'm imagining accepting a BAFTA and it's such a nice thing to fall asleep to and actually I was like even if there's I used to be so scared of dreaming for fear that something wouldn't happen but actually dreaming it's gonna sound so wanky but like it doesn't it doesn't matter if it does or doesn't happen if it makes you feel good in the moment yeah and like and then fair. if it does it's like oh that actually leans into a, com um, a question that I actually wrote down that I wanted to ask. If that kind of limiting belief and that fear and that kind of the feeling of never having a regret or not, not making that mistake, like it didn't exist, what would you do? What would I do? What, what would I do? Yeah, if I didn't... Like if, if the fear didn't exist, if oh. that like after something, if it was to go wrong, you didn't have that fear of regret, mm. like the anxiety, if none of that fear existed, and money wasn't an option, what would you do? Jump out of a plane. <laughs> I'm terrified of skydiving. I, 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 I love how Taylor was, was focused on like, maybe like a career thing. I thought this was going to be like and, a and real you said jumping out of a conversation. <laughs> so, okay. No, With a parachute. I, I don't want to sound like uh, a dick, but actually right now I'm doing everything I want to be doing. Yeah. Um. So I don't, I, I don't really have any fear oh, right yeah. in this moment. Do this, go. Go. It's like, <laughs> I'm the same. Yeah. Uh, uh, setting up safe space was was there. Mm -hmm. There were different fears that existed within that, but that was something that um, that was really important for me to do. And that actually, that I would be doing exactly what I'm doing right now. Mm -hmm. I might be living in Bali. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not sure. <laughs> I, um, the last time we might... spoke, you came back from Bali. Yeah, I do like it though. Yeah. No, no. Um, no, I, I. That's that's what. So if I love that question, also like, what is that? What, what does your perfect life look like? Is quite nice mm. as well. So okay, if you could be like, even give it like a year or like five years or ten years, what does your perfect life look like? And like my perfect life looks that I will achieve mm. because that's that mentality we all need is that this will happen, and if it doesn't, that's okay. The expectation. Mm -hmm. um, but the perfect life that I want, I would want to live is being able to be six months, six months. Um, so I live in a, a, in the heat. I'm in the sunshine because I, I I just love the sunshine. So I want to be able to, and that I can have a business that's online and I can be anywhere in the world. So that's important to me. That's like a value of mine, freedom. Mm -hmm. like classic Aquarius, but we don't have to go into star signs. Um, I'm not actually really into star signs, but then I said that the other day and someone went, classic Aquarius. <laughs> and I was like, really, is it? Yeah, you're just like, well, you want freedom? And I was like, oh, okay. They're all the same, are they? <laughs> um, all the like, the billion Aquariuses are all the same. Yeah, we they're want all, all the same. Um, 
But I, uh, the freedom's really important to me. Being able to be anywhere at any time, so setting up an online business. If I, if, if I was bound by a nine to five, I think it would feel cl- claustrophobic and mm-hmm. it wouldn't work for me. So like that's that's sort of my perfect life look. But when I think about a perfect life, I don't actually think about money. I, it doesn't really come to existence. It's just freedom and being able to have enough to be able to meet needs. And if that happens, then great. And if I've I've got a yacht, that's great. Mm. Uh, I'll, you know, you're invited. No thanks. <laughs> taken, you heard that. Yeah. This is being recorded. But, but you know, you meet people who just like talk about money straight away, and it's like mm. that's definitely not. Um, doesn't come from your core, does it? Like your that. It's the first yeah. question when someone says like, "What do you do for a living?" I say like, "Oh, I'm a podcaster." The first question is never like, "Oh, who have you had on the podcast?" It's always, "How do you make money? Do you make money from that?" Mm-hmm. Interesting. But that's because podcasting is so difficult to navigate mm. in terms of it. I always got told it wasn't a real job. Mm. I was like, well, <laughs> "Pay, pay my bills." <laughs> I've got a lot of friends who who yeah, yeah who podcast and it's their job, but um. I think it's also a bit. It's a hard, like you said. It's a hard one to understand. Is when I was a when I was seeing a songwriter, it'd be the first question people would ask: mm. "How's the success? You're not making much money, then." Yeah. That would be the first thing. Mm. Like a lot of the struggling musicians out there, and I'd be like, "Yeah, yeah." Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, like, it was true. hard to make. It's as hard as to make money from streams per listen. Yeah. On even worse. I mean, I say even worse than podcasts. I actually have no clue how how mm-hmm. much money people make in podcasts if they. Oh, but, um, <laughs> well, oh, but do, it's but it's interesting not, because the yeah. last week, so I'm back in the UK because I'm working on this pilot, which is this passion project I've been wanting to do for like years, and that's why I'm here and I've recorded it this week. And like that's why when you ask that question to me now, like what would you be doing if you didn't have any fear? Mm-hmm. I'm like I'm doing it. Like this is a bad time to ask that question. Mm-hmm. I'm not very philosophical, <laughs> but I would say that. I'm not making any money from this either because I I had like a certain amount of funding and I spent it all on on everyone else trying to make it as good as it could be because I care so much about it and like for that I'm like oh I wish I had some money and could like be whatever but actually it comes down to what your values are and in this particular example money is not the priority that being said that to me says that's successful that's success Mm to me rather than the money mm. the fact that you feel kind of i guess comfortable confident mm. and like you're doing something genuine that you love something that you have created mm. that to me the fact that you're bringing that to life that to me is more i'll be more impressed by that than the fact that you said like oh i've done this and it's made like a million pound mm. what's yours then if you had no fear um just to fair, I'm, I'm gonna go deep with this um and i think it would be i'd i'd give myself freedom which doesn't necessarily again mean financially. I think it would be a case of I would just allow myself to make mistakes. I would allow myself to kind of put myself first because for such a huge period of time in my life, I've never put myself first. So it's like, I think if I was to kind of take the element of fear away from it, like I would put myself first Mm. because for some bizarre reason that I'm working through in in therapy, I'm scared and I have like a big fear of kind of doing what Taylor wants to do. Mm-hmm. To ask a sensitive question, um, you're working through it with your therapist. Mm-hmm. You say it's a bizarre, for some bizarre reason. What is that reason? I don't know. I think it's just, I always kind of downplay it when I, when it comes to like doing something for like myself. I will use that kind of language of like, oh, it's, it's mad, it's bizarre. It's like this kind of thing. Um, but why? But, but, what, but why? Yeah. Because I'm absolutely petrified of putting myself first. But why? Because of the implications it will have on other people. Mm. Why? Just, but, but why did you get there? Why did I get there? Is it because you weren't made to feel good enough? 100%. And I still don't. I'm having like a real kind of moment of it now where I don't feel like 
I know who kind of like Taylor is or this, that, and the other. And again, it comes down to this bloody waffle and the fact that I'm sat here now with two people on something that I had created with, we have the same kind of like outlook on life. And this, this is kind of meeting my needs far more than anything my family have ever done for me, mm. which is really sad. But at the same time, I'm only getting to that stage now where I'm like, well, okay, I want more of that. I need to be, it's the connections. It's the kind of, getting out of the comfort zones, pushing past that fear, like recognizing the fear and actually like, do you know what? That makes you feel rubbish. This makes you feel good. Surround yourself with that. Mm -hmm. It's okay to kind of lean into like the bad and stuff every now and again, but this is where I deserve to be. That's such an um, <clears throat> amazing sort of PR for put yourself, give yourself that credit or give you, because you, you probably don't give yourself enough credit based on what you just said, but even even through that, not feeling good enough when you're younger from your family, not feeling like you were worthy enough, which then makes you tell yourself that you're not mm -hmm. worthy enough, which is so common. My God, that is just so, that is so that happens everywhere and anywhere, which is so sad. But look what you've done. Like, I want to champion you for that, champion you for setting up your thing when you probably didn't think you were good enough to set up your thing. Mm -hmm. Like for do it, for actually taking the flag and going, I'm going to do this and I'm going to put myself out there. Mm -hmm. Even though I probably don't think I'm good enough to, you did. You it's did the that. First thing, this podcast is the first thing I've ever done in my life that was purely for me. So the fact that now I'm three years on with like some of the best friends ever through it, the fact that I now have my own studio, the fact that I'm sat in London, I'm so proud with of yourself. you. Do you know what I mean? It's like, well, okay, I, I can't argue with the facts. So when you're faced head on with I something, I gave myself goosebumps. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm smiling, I'm yeah. joyful right now. <laughs> Me too. But it's powerful. And I think it this is. is why I love having these kind of like conversations and stuff because it, you know, for anyone who is listening, who is in that kind of like weird transitional period, like we're all feeling it. Like regardless of what stage or what age or you are, like we do feel this. It is normal to feel like this to certain degrees. But the biggest thing that I've learned from like feeling this is that sometimes it is quite a lonely place to be. But it also doesn't mean that I'm alone mm. because I wouldn't be sat here having this kind of conversation yeah. without it. What a way to end the show. One final question. Okay. One final question. We are obviously over time now. Oh, we'll, 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 um, we have, obviously we talk about music quite a lot oh, yeah. on the show. Mm. Um, so obviously I usually ask about the songs that get people on the dance floor and stuff like that. But this has been quite a deep conversation, I felt. Mm. And obviously you're a singer-songwriter. Well, I mean, we're a lover of music. We, I mean, I don't know about your musical talent, but <laughs> I do have a song with Sean Paul. Um, <laughs> um, Name drop. If there was a song, or no, is there a song that when you listen to it was like, this was written for me or about you? I'm listening to a song by Teddy Swims at the moment. Oh. Uh, and it, and it, um, God, it's called Face Myself. Have you heard mm, it? No. I love Toby. The fact, I only know the song he has with Paloma Faith. <laughs> Um, and that song, I think, would be really resonate with all of us, actually. And anyone listening to who have felt like they have to face themselves in the in adversity and fa and overcome their own demons. Um, and I've had to face not feeling good enough for a long time. I was I was badly bullied when I was younger, made to feel not good enough, and then I had that going through my life. And literally, that was a constant in my head when no one, when no one knew about it, even when I'm per perceived to be really confident. Um, that song, when I listened to, it, I was like. Whoa, whoa, whoa! That's really interesting. Face mm. myself, Teddy swims. His voice is one of the most amazing mm. voices. Uh, that song, that song I listened to the other day, I was like, well, I'm not there anymore, but nice. yes. Um, Face myself, Teddy swims. There, I mean, there's so. I mean, I'm a music. I mean, I listen to music the whole time. Mm. 
I listen to, um, uh, I mean, I think Ben Platt is one of the most amazing vo- male vocals. I think Lauren Daigle. I like mentioning people that people don't necessarily know mm-hmm. as much about because I like, get out, get your head out of pop music and mm-hmm. have a look, have a listen to some of the music that's out there. It'll blow your mind. <laughs> With you know talent, <laughs> yeah, I like love real, real talent, talent, real vocal, and real yeah. like stories. I like to listen. I listen the amount of times I'm with a friend. I listen to a song. I was like, did you did you you know what the song's about? And they're like. No, but great tune and I'm yeah. like great lyrics. tune but did you listen to the story because I and so every song for me I listen to it and I really dive into the story and I'm like wow that person went through that but like cool how he took that there mm. and, it's what um, sells the music I think well, it, it, for me the, the whole music thing it they communicate things that I can't yeah. through a song what's your song it would, it would have to be out and John I'm still standing mm. Because nice. it's literally just like I listen to that song now, and obviously I was very. I had a bit of a moment. I was lucky enough to go to Glastonbury, to, and I saw it, and I was like, mm. "Oh my god!" Like, yeah. Regardless of what you have been through, like you still stood there, you still mm. standing. Why, why you? don't you? Why don't you sing it to us now? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> You're the singer. Yeah, yeah. You sing it. Mine's Billy Joel Vienna. Because only there's like, like so many lyrics in that where it's like, "Slow down, you crazy child. You can't be anything you want to be before your time." Like, oh. Just so nice. Mm. So crazy. You'll be doing uh, skydives. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like wow. if it, when This you... is why we have to kind of wrap it up because the pilot is literally giving us dirty looks. From <laughs> you looked. I looked as well. Yeah, we do need to wrap it up. But um, this has been me. an absolute pleasure. Honestly, lovely to see you. Great to meet you in person properly. I've loved every second. Yeah. Um, thank but you. Yeah. Go and check for anyone who's listening to this and obviously is having a bit of a tough time and wants a bit more advice. Safe space, obviously, it's an incredible platform. Um, I'll link everything into the episode. Go and check it out. But yeah, Emma, Julius, we have a seven day free trial. Um, so if you just want to check it out risk free, uh, Safe Space allows you to meet in a community of people who want to get better, uh, self develop, incredible coaches delivering seminars. So our big thing is improving loneliness. So I didn't want to stop it, but we have a seven day free trial. So if you just want to try it risk free, um, you heard it. Yeah. Get it first. Yep. You've got no excuses now. <laughs> we'll be checking. But thank you both for joining me for a waffle. Thank you. Loved it. <laughs> How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger. Feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. You've been listening to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and even leave a review. It means the world to me. See you soon.